Welcome to the Family Life Christian Center podcast. Here we aim to help you fulfill your highest calling in Christ by strengthening your relationship with God, your community, and yourself. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Awesome, awesome. Good morning. Well, we just uh, had an amazing week. Nancy and I and Jules went out to Santa Barbara and ministered at Isla Vista Church, and my goodness, it was extraordinary, really extraordinary. A um, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of ministry happened. Let's get right into the word in Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, or Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So today we want to talk about Everlasting Father, okay? And uh, so I'm a father. I'm a father. And um, I'm not an Everlasting Father, although I am going to live, I do have Everlasting Life now. So, um, but a father has a unique characteristic, and um, I'll say this in a way that, uh, let me just say, uh, an appropriate, yeah, appropriate, let me me try to use the word appropriate, or appropriately, a father has a very strong um, motivation to give seed, Praise the Lord. Generosity, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. It's generosity. Amen. Amen. Let's go to John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not, or did not overcome it. Um, Jesus himself was the seed that was sent into the world. Okay? Now, how do we gain understanding about this? Let's go to Mark chapter 4, verse 14. The sower sows the word. The seed in the scripture is likened to the word of God, okay? And as a father, you become a father by giving seed, but that's also how you stay a father. You continue to give seed. Now, it's a different kind of seed. It's the seed that comes out of your mouth. It's the words that you sow into your children's hearts, and you keep sowing the word of God into your children's hearts. And I would tell you that um, so much of the success uh, in our children's lives, um, of course, it's a whole recipe and everything that Nancy brings to the table, right? But it's also the seed of the word of God that keeps coming out of my mouth into my children's hearts. So um, when, when I'd be on the telephone with Sarah, 
And I'd be like, hey, have you ever thought of doing this? What was I doing? I was seeding her heart. Okay? I was opening her eyes to opportunity. And, and then sometimes they go after something and sometimes they don't strike at all. They don't, I mean, you put something out there and nothing happens. It's like, okay, well, that's all right. But you have to understand that giving the word giving is giving seed. Okay? This is how God, I mean, God loves us. And, but God, the way that God corrects us is through his word, right? He brings his word to correct our hearts, right? Jesus said in John chapter 15, he said, ye are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you, right? So this word cleans us, but hopefully it also envisions us and it gets us, it, it gets us moving in a direction that brings forth life new life. God is trying to bring you new life. God is um, God wants the seed of his word to germinate in your heart and ultimately move you to action. He wants you to move. He wants you to bring forth fruit. I told you this before, but uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, Lord, is it, is it left or right? Is it this way or that way? What? Come on, Lord, tell me. And he said, son, it doesn't matter. I was trying to make a decision. You know, should I do this or that? He said, son, it doesn't matter. Just bring me fruit. Okay. Seed brings forth fruit. If I were to hand you an apple seed, you don't know what kind of apple tree that would produce, okay? You might know that it's an apple seed. I mean, it's identifiable that way. But you might not know, hey, what kind, is this a honeycrisp? I mean, you know, whatever kind of trees there are of apple trees, obviously I don't know. Um, (laughs) But when a seed comes into your heart, you don't know what it looks like full grown. But you do know because of the giver, you should store it up in your heart like Mary did. She pondered all these things in her heart. And as she pondered all these things, she didn't know what what the vision, what the seed of the word of God that was planted in her. She didn't know what it was going to look like when it was full grown. But she had to continue to hold on to it, nurture it. And, uh, and, and let it grow. Let it grow. There's been so many prophetic words that have been sown into my heart. This was probably, uh, probably 30 years ago, Chris, when uh, Chris and Becky and I were in a band together back at our old church. And we were doing the, we were doing the hot seat, you know. We were supposed to be practicing, but we were, we were praying. <clears throat> probably we were supposed to be praying, I guess. But I was sitting in the hot seat, okay, and everybody, the whole band was gathered around me praying. And then Christine says, I got a word. And she walked all the way to the other end of the platform, and she shouted out, Father of many. 
And then she walked back over and she said, but it'll be fulfilled in the ministry. Now, that was kind of a letdown because I wanted a whole lot more kids, okay? <laughs> I said, okay, all right, all right. If it's going to be in the ministry, that's fine. <laughs> Why not both? Yeah, we ended up having a few more after that. So, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we might, yeah. So, anyway, pretty, pretty amazing. But uh, I, I took that word in my heart, father of many. And I've pondered that in my heart. So my heart is like a womb because it has to, it has to um, gestate the seed. It has to give it a place for it to grow. And a heart full of faith is what you want to have so that when God speaks a word to your heart that you may not see it, you don't, listen, um, <clears throat> It doesn't come forth in a day, okay? Uh, babies take 40 weeks, okay, to, to come forth. Um, the dream and the seed that God placed in your heart, it's okay if it doesn't happen today. This is how, this is what faith is. Faith is believing that what he said will come to pass. Faith is is believing, and I will tell you this, faith is an atmosphere for the seed God placed in you. You see that? Faith is an atmosphere, and that's the atmosphere that that seed will grow in. And God wants that seed to grow, okay? The power of the seed. Now, if I were to take a, and some of you have seen it, a, a little seed, that falls in the crack in the, in the sidewalk, and pretty soon that little tiny seed is moving large pieces of cement. The power that's in a seed is enormous. Enormous. The power of one life. Um, you know, we could always go back to uh, the movie It's a Wonderful Life, right? You know, the, the power of one, the life of one person, you know, uh, and, and without George Bailey there, that, that everything would be terrible. There's so many things that would be wrong, right, in that movie. And there were so many things that, there were so many times in my youth that I came so close to death. But God was there to protect me, right? And if, if I had died, what would be going on in this room right now? Would you know each other? If I had died... Danny for sure wouldn't have met Natalie because Natalie wouldn't exist. The power of a seed is that seed has seed in it. <laughs> the fruit, seed bears fruit and then the fruit has seed in it. So there's a whole lot more that's in that seed of the word of God that's planted in you that wants to come forth into the future. It has a, an enormously powerful multiplying effect. I was, uh, Nancy and I were ministering to a lot of college students this week. And uh, 
you know, when you're talking to college students, anytime you get over to talk about, you know, who are you going to marry and believe in God for a spouse, everybody perks up, you know, they want to hear. <laughs> yes, yes, come on, talk to me more about that. I want to know. I said, listen, it's more important to God who you marry than it is to you. Because he knows, he knows who needs to be alive 50 or 100 years from now, and they have to come forth from you. And God also knows why we need to go into that living room into that new building because he already knows see ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says that we were created in christ jesus done to good works that god prepared in advance for us to do so he already knows the people that must be saved he already knows them and he already knows that they have an appointment at the living room they have an appointment there. They already do. They already have an appointment there. So that's why all this money is coming in. All this, all these contractors and all this work that needs to be done, it's coming in. But we are the ones that provide the atmosphere of faith for that seed to grow in. We have to nurture the seed. We have to encourage one another and build each other up. You understand this? So when I say, um, Danny, you're doing a great job. You know, what did I just do? I used my gift of encouragement to build him up. So now he might take, instead of uh, going two steps and getting tired, now, because I just because I said that, Danny might be able to take five steps and look how much more progress he made simply because I said, "Hey, Danny, you're doing a great job." Water the seed, yes. See, you, you, every single one of us. It says in Ephesians that every joint supplieth, and every part of the body of Christ works to build. It's building itself up in love. See, there's so much that, that is in the heart of God. You know, we all talk about wanting to get our prayers answered. Hey, you know, if, if I had a, a seminar on how to get your prayers answered, a lot of people would be interested, especially if I said, I give you a guarantee. I guarantee after you take this seminar, you're going to get your prayers answered. Boy, everybody would come. Like, you know what? Actually, I would like to get that fixed in my life, how to get your prayers answered. I got another way to look at it, though. Have you ever thought of answering God's prayers? <laughs> How many times has he sent a request into this earth and you're like, you know, actually, Lord, I don't have time for that today. <laughs> do you want him to respond like you do? <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. You know, uh, I got a meeting with Michael the Archangel. <laughs> <laughs> we have a good father. We have a good father. We have a loving father. He upbraideth not, which means he gives to you without finding fault. James chapter 1, right? So, thank you, Father. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 says, 
These commandments that I give you today are to be in your hearts. And then secondarily, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Genesis chapter 18, verse 19, the Lord said, For I have chosen him, that is Abraham, so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken to spoken about him. What did God speak about Abraham? Father of many. <laughs> Father of many. Now, God will send you more seed to build you up and to strengthen you, and he'll give you more and more. You know, I get ideas and inventions. I get song ideas. I get book ideas. You know, I have, all, you know, I have 70 books started. <laughs> you know what? They're in the womb of my heart, and they are gestating, and that's okay. It's okay. And so if you, like Mary, were to say, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me. You know what you're doing when you say that? Be it unto me according to your word. You are receiving the seed. You are receiving the seed. You know, you won a race. You started off this life by winning a race. I don't know how many millions of uh, your siblings you beat to the egg, but you got there first. Good job. You started off a winner. Great job. Proud of you. But there's so much seed that gets destroyed and set aside, and it never comes to life. Is the womb of your heart ready to receive the seed of God's word so that you start bringing forth what he wants to bring forth? You know, we were watching this show. Was it, was it Balky or something? Perfect strength. Perfect Strangers, yeah, we used to have a lot of fun with that show. And uh, the mom comes in one time, and he, she, she was looking at this young lady that he was interested in. The first thing he, the first thing that this mom from whatever this country was, she looks at the girl's hips. You know why she looked at the hips? Is this one going to be able to bear any kids? Is it? I mean, that seems pretty, <laughs> to an American mind, that's pretty gauche or, or pretty gross or like, oh, that's disgusting. But it's very practical from the country where they come from, you know, very practical. And um, God wants to know, can you receive any seed? Is your heart ready? Or is your heart so full of other stuff that is seed killer? Doubt is seed killer. Doubt and unbelief is seed killer. 
How are you going to get doubt and unbelief out of your heart? Well, I would just say go take a bath in the Word of God. Because, again, Jesus said in John chapter 15, you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So sometimes you just need a cleansing. You need to get washed up. And the word of God, it is, uh, in, its, in Hebrews 4.12, it says, and the word of God is, is quick and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it penetrates to the dividing of the soul and spirit, the bones and the marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Okay? In other words, we need the word of God. We need God to speak his word into our heart, not only as seed, but also to wash us so that the womb is ready to bring forth the fruit, the child, the, the, the vision, the purpose, the exactly what the seed, I'm telling you, the seed is strong, okay? The seed is powerful. You know, once again, it can crack that cement in half, you know? And it can also bring forth a life like you. Seed can bring forth a life like you. But now all, every single one of us needs to be like Mary to say, be it unto me. So when Christine said, shouted out to me, father of many, I said, amen. I receive it. I receive it. So then years later, when Pastor Winston prophesied over me, I walked into his office. I said, Pastor, I need a word from God. And, uh, it was funny, I put a $100 bill down his desk. That's what the Lord told me to do. You get a $100 bill, put it down his desk. <laughs> Pastor, I need a word from God. <laughs> I wasn't, try wasn't trying to be like a vending machine. It was like, honor, give him something, bless him. And uh, <laughs> that was seed, yeah. So, and he said, R right side, Romans 4.17. Romans 4.17 is going to be very important in your life. I was like, praise the Lord, but I don't know what Romans 4.17 says. All right? So I went and looked it up. Father of many nations. Amen? So I, I have to continue through all of these years to believe. I have to continue to believe, and I'm going to continue to believe, right? Even if you die believing, that's okay. <laughs> because it says, Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? It's better for him to find you believing. It's better. Yeah, Lord, we're doing our best to gestate this seed. We're doing our best to give life and, and, and let your visions, and Lord, we want to answer your prayers. We want to bring forth your visions into the earth. So look, you know, we spend so much, so what's my vision? What's our vision? What's my vision? God, what's your vision? You know, once I said Jesus is Lord, I, I, what I'm actually saying is, Joe Barley, you're not actually Lord anymore. Jesus, you're Lord now. So, Lord, now your vision is more important than my vision. 
Amen? And most of what finding out who you are truly is finding out what seed did Jesus plant in your heart? What did he speak over your life? What is it that you are supposed to gestate for him? What are you supposed to give birth to? Amen? Is this helping anybody? Okay. So um, Ephesians 5.1 says, Therefore be imitators of God as dearly loved children. <clears throat> Genesis 8.22 says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. I'm going to read it again. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Remember that Jesus said to his disciples after three and a half years of spending time with them, he said, I no longer call you servants. You're now my friends. For a servant does not know his father's business. It doesn't know the master's business. But you're my friends because you guys now, you're getting it. You understand the family business now. Well, let me ask you a question. What's the family business? I want to tell you that the family business is seed time and harvest. It's the planting of the word of God in your own heart. It's paying attention to the words that have been spoken of your life. It's taking the word of God and washing yourself. Uh, husbands, it says to wash your wife with the water of the word, right? Speak the word. And it says to sow these words into your children's hearts. The father's business, the family business is seed time and harvest. It's sowing the word. Sowing the word into our hearts and sowing and, and, and keeping the seed alive. Keeping the seed alive. Because that, that seed is powerful. But it says in, in Habakkuk chapter 2, it says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. But then in verse 3, it says, the vision awaits an appointed time. And though it tarry or though it linger, wait for it. For it awaits an appointed time. So one time, you know how they always say, you know, you're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. Right? You've heard that? Anybody heard that before? I've heard that many times. And after I heard that, and the Lord said to me, he said, actually, son, you are waiting on me. Because you do have an appointment, a specific time. And there is a specific day when, when you will be brought forth into the earth. It's, and I've seen it like uh, a sword being pulled out of the sheath, right? Uh, and once again, I, I'm going to bring up another prophecy that Christine gave over me, right? <laughs> again, I was sitting in the hot seat, right? Uh, back in the way, you know, 30 years ago, maybe? I don't know how, a long time ago. And, um, she, and everybody was praying over me. And she said, oh, Lord, cover Joe. And the Lord said, no, I'm uncovering him. 
And I don't know if you saw this or I saw this, but I saw the sword protruding from my belly outward. I saw that. Okay, good. All right, that's awesome. So I saw this sword protruding from me. That, that, that the sword of the word of God, Hebrews 4.12, 4, the sword of the word of God would, would, would make an impact on everybody I come in contact with. So the father's heart is to give seed. And when, and, and so gentlemen, speak into your children's hearts. Ask God to show you something, anything for your children. Speak love, encouragement, blessing, anything that will help them to nurture them. You are the giver of seed. Now, since it says in Ephesians 5, 1, be ye imitators of God, and since there is no longer male nor female in Christ Jesus, ladies, welcome to fatherhood. <laughs> For real, ladies, welcome to fatherhood because you have a responsibility to give seed. I, I had the most amazing thing uh, years ago back, back at the old church, um, and it was Father's Day. And there, I was over by my keyboard playing, and there was uh, Pastor Van, our old pastor, and then uh, Jim and Joan Peterson, the, the uh, executive pastors. And so I said, Happy Father's Day, Van. And I said, Happy Father's Day, Jim. And Joni said to me, Joe, you can say Happy Father's Day to me too, because I give seed. Every one of us has the anointing of a father on us. You have the anointing of a father to, to give vision, to give purpose, to give seed that both, um, let's just say that it impregnates the heart, but it also washes and creates an atmosphere of faith. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Let's uh, let's go ahead and pass out the communion elements. We wanna we wanna have take communion together. Did that did that message bless anybody? While they're thank you. While they're passing that out, somebody tell me in you know three to five words. What'd you get out of that message? Anybody? Say it again. Continue witnessing. I heard that. Didn't you hear that? The Holy Spirit speaking. <laughs> Amen. That's right. That's good. Keep going. What's next? What did you get out of today's? Go ahead. Well, what I saw just then when you were talking about what I had prayed was I was praying like a mom, mm. cover him, and the Lord broke through like a dad. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That is beautiful. Amen. 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 I was riding on the airplane last night. Got in. We got to bed by three this morning. And uh, so we're doing great. <laughs> I got four hours of sleep. I'm on. This is awesome. But I was going through this list of people that I was, I, I just, different people I saw in my text. And I had texting on the airplane, so I was just texting people. And I kept seeing Christine's name pop up, and I was like, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. And, um, and so I didn't send her any text, because I was just prophesying to people as I was texting. Okay? And, uh, but I, I got it in my heart, Christine, keep prophesying. 
And so that's just, I was supposed to give it to you now. Christine, keep prophesying. Keep prophesying because the word or the, the seeds that come forth, they're bearing fruit. They are bearing fruit. I'll say the rest to you. Becky, keep prophesying. You know, Danny, keep leading. Keep being focused. Just keep doing it. You know, uh, Natalie, keep being who you be. Love and nurture and encourage and make sure all the relationships are combed smooth. You know, amen. This is beautiful. Joelle, just keep smiling make, and just keep loving everybody. That's what you're so good at, right? Amen. She's so good at it. And everybody, just keep giving what God's given you and bring it forth. Yeah, come. I have a fresh uh, testimony from last night regarding speaking the word over our children. So I was walking, no exactly where I was walking into the airport last night. Um, we were walking into the Santa Barbara airport. And I believe God for divine appointments, but that's based on Ephesians 2.10. And what does that say? That we are created in Christ Jesus under good works that God prepared in advance for us to do. So based on that scripture, I ask God for divine appointments. And I also get bored with natural, a lot of natural. I want more supernatural to work with my natural. So I ask him for these divine appointments. Well, on the way into the airport last night, I'm like, Lord, I'm going to start believing God for divine appointments for all my kids and spouses, of course, and the grandkids. And I asked God for divine appointments right at that moment. I said, Lord, I want some divine appointments all the time for my kids and grandkids. Get onto the plane. My daughter sits, my 16-year-old sits over there. A lady sits down next to her. They talk the entire flight. This lady just speaking into my daughter's life. And I'm like, she had a divine appointment just instantly right after I prayed. So it's like the Lord's looking for that mustard seed of faith, a little bit of faith. And even the scripture, all things are possible for those that believe. We can take even one scripture and believe God for our kids and speak the word over Amen. our kids. See, every, every little thing like that, that probably is a seed in several people's heart. Could be in everybody's, but in several people, they're going to receive it. Not everybody receive that. Okay, let's take the wafer. Let's remember the body of Christ that was broken for us. Remember, watch this. You see this little thing? See, it broke. Jesus' body was broken when you and I deserved for our bodies to be broken. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. You know what that means? It means the punishment that brought peace with God between us. See, we deserved to die. But Jesus let his body be broken for us. So we, our body doesn't have to be broken. Right? So he, it's substitution. He took it for us. So we don't have to take it. You understand? So let's receive now the sacrifice that Jesus made. Let's remember this. Let's remember the sacrifice Jesus made. Can you remember that? That he did this so you wouldn't have to die. Jesus, thank you so much. Amen. Take the cup. Lord Jesus, we remember that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins.
that you have made us clean by the word you have spoken to us and the, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us and makes us white as snow. Come on, think about it. With as dirty as you think you are, Jesus said, no, this has washed you white as snow. My blood has made you white as snow. You are spot, you stand, you and I, Stand before the throne of God right now, spotless and without blame, completely. Right now, you are standing before the throne of God, spotless and without blame because of the blood of Jesus. Let's remember it now. Amen. Did you guys enjoy that? Um. While he was finishing, I uh, I just heard the verse, Romans 4.23, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to go to it, and because uh, he had mentioned Romans 4.17, so I was like, maybe it's connected, and this is, this is the entire verse, and this declaration was not just spoken over Abraham, but also over us. That's good. So... With everything he spoke today about his life, this declaration is not just spoken over Joe Barlow. It's spoken over every one of us. This declaration is not just spoken over Abraham. It is spoken over you. So even going into this holiday season with your family, if you view everything that comes out of your mouth as a seed, you're going to talk differently. One of the parenting curriculums we've gotten into... um, their primary phrase is begin as you mean to go. And if you take that in the way that you speak, begin as you mean to go. If you don't want the fruit of what you're saying, then maybe don't say the words that are coming out of your mouth. So look at the seed of what you are saying and be be conscious of it this holiday season. What is coming out of your mouth? Do you want that fruit? If not, just stop talking. Even if it's halfway through a word, stop talking. Be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And this declaration is not just made over Abraham, over Pastor Joe. It's over all of us. Amen. Let's stand. You could say that as don't speak the seeds of a tree you don't want to eat from. Yeah. That's good. Good, good, good. Yeah. So um, I just want to say a quick word. Um, This little baby right here is always hungry. And he's an example of what we should be for God's word. But watch this. He gets something in his hand that he wants to eat, but he's, his mouth is full. And this is just pacifying him. It's not uh-huh. satisfying him. It's not feeding him. It's not nourishing him. It's pacifying him. What are you pacifying yourself with that is getting in the way of God nourishing you? His word getting into you and feeding you. So he, this little one, he's confused. He's like, I have this food in my hand, but my mouth is full. So look at this. We got to go like this. Boop. <laughs> so what things do you need to say no to? What things, what pacifier do you need to literally pull out of your mouth? Do you need to get off social media for a while? Is it pacifying you? Are you not hungry for God's word because you're pacifying yourself with 
food even, or you fill in the blank for yourself. Let the Holy Spirit convict you. What are you pacifying yourself with that you, you don't have the ability to even let him feed and nourish your spirit? Oh, that's good. Super good. Mm, from the mouth of babes, right? <laughs> All right, let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much uh, for that seed, God, that we can, uh, we can, how do I want to say this? We get to co-labor in your act of creation, that you plant seed with you. You are the word, and as we speak the word, we get more of the fruit of the word, which makes more word. God, thank you that our, our mouths propagate your kingdom, and our mouths plant seed that bears the fruit of your kingdom. Uh, so, God, may we be aware of the words out of our mouth. May we be aware of what gets planted in our heart. And may we continue, God, to just speak your kingdom into existence, that the words we speak would become seeds that would bear your fruit, good fruit, uh, and we would be nourished by them, God. Not pacified them, but truly fed and satisfied. We love you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Christian Center podcast. We hope this message left you feeling encouraged, equipped, and empowered to fulfill your highest calling in Christ. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a review and share us with your friends. That is a simple but significant way that you can help us spread the word about what we're doing here. And if you would like to support our mission financially, we would be honored if you would consider partnering with us through your giving. If you'd like to make a donation to Family Life, you can use Venmo or Zelle to the email address info at familylife.cc. You can also text any amount that you would like to give to the number 84321. If you would like more giving options or you would like to plan a visit or learn more about our church, please visit our website at familylife.cc. We would also love for you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram using the handle at familylifecc. Thanks again for listening and God bless.